Welcome to the Misfit Stars podcast. I'm Shannon Curtis. And I'm Jamie Hill. Hello, listeners. Hello, Shannon. Hello, Jamie. How are you doing? I'm all right. Good. Glad to hear it. Uh People, here's the deal. Later on in this episode, we are going to be talking not only about accountability, but also about the history of democracy. (laughs) Because we figured that the first was just not enough, so we figured we'd just throw in that second one too, just well, to pad the episode. Mostly, out. it's like stuff that you that each of you and me each has been sort of like thinking about over the last couple of days. That's really true. Stuff on our minds. Stuff on our minds. Yeah. Stuff on our minds. The Jamie Hill and Shannon Curtis story. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a theme song for that? Nope. Stuff on our minds. That kind of sounded like, um, oh man. I can't think of what it sounded like. It was 70s though, right? It, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to think about it later. Okay. But yeah, it That'd sounds like you ripped that off from somebody. I hope so. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what they say, uh, good artists borrow, great artists steal. Right. Okay. I, I hope for greatness. Yeah. Good. Good. So good, theoretically good. I stole that. I imagine it is sung by the guy from Air Supply. Cool. Cool. Wouldn't that uh-huh. be pretty? Yeah, totally. Yeah. So uh, people, here's the deal. Misfit Stars is a community. Uh, it's a podcast. You're listening to the podcast right now. But the podcast is sort of the tip of the spear for us. And what it kind of opens up to, I guess a spear is like a transformer. Oh. Is, uh, I thought you were going to go tip of the iceberg because like above oh. the water, you see the podcast, but like all the really good stuff is below. 90, oh, I the, love it. Yeah. Tip of the spear, that metaphor kind of means it's the thing that gets you first. Oh. Right? It's the, it's the front line of the attack. Okay. Okay, it might right? be for some, uh-huh. It is, it's like an yeah. outreach, sort of. Sure. Yeah, okay. but I like the tip of the iceberg, too. Okay, cool. So it's like an iceberg that's also a spear. Imagine I- that you're getting stabbed with a with an iceberg. It's like an icicle. That's the pop... It's an icicle. The podcast is an icicle. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> We've really had a breakthrough today on the Mr. Stars podcast, people. <laughs> okay, so you were saying it's a podcast, but it's also a community. Oh, it's the best community. And people, you can invite yourselves into this community. Uh, so here's the deal. It's a support community for me and Shannon in doing what we do. Uh, if you've been listening to this podcast for any length of time, or if you just happen to know us uh, from our various endeavors and <laughs> schemes. Travails. Whoa, I like that. Uh-huh. Cool. You know, the French word uh, travailler means to work. Oh, okay. Tra- yeah, travails Great. are like endeavors. Cool. It's nice. All right. Yep. So if you know us from any of those things, then... Then you know that we try to make the world a better place. We do that, uh, you know, with music. We do that uh, by stoking and growing and nurturing and being there for a community of people. Yeah. Uh, and we do other things too. We do micro-targeted fundraisers. We do mentorship of other artists. We write things. We speak at conferences. We try to put the ideas that we have in our heads about how to make the world a better place into other people's heads, right? That's what we try to do. Uh, You can help make this happen. You can go to misfitstars.com slash join and you can just sign up to become a recurring monthly small dollar supporter of what we do. Uh, First of all, thank you. We would be so grateful for that. It Mm. really does help. The support that we get financially from our Misfit Stars community on an ongoing monthly basis is no joke. The reason that we're okay through this pandemic. Yeah, you know, I have um, I've, I've had a couple of online conversations with people the last week or so, folks I haven't talked with in a while, you know, yeah. who've been like, how are you guys doing, you know, this year? Yeah. And I've been able to say in response, look, you know, like we're actually doing fine because by and large, because of our Misfit Stars community, because of the supportive community, uh, we've been able to weather this time of pandemic and not have to freak out about how we're going to pay our mortgage or buy groceries. 
yeah. and things like that. So like this is, a, it's, it's the real deal. You know, this is, we were able to continue doing the work that we do um, because of the support that we have from our community and it, and it really does make a difference. And you know, not only can we keep doing the stuff that we were doing previously, but because our community is essentially like supporting us for part of the time that we're alive each month, yeah. <laughs> uh, we can take some of that time and we can pay it forward to other people. Yep. And we have been doing so much of that. Yeah. Uh, we we did a whole bunch of election-related volunteer work in the couple months before the election. That was incredibly rewarding. Mm. The team that Shannon and I were on accounted for a plus 26,000 vote shift from the primary election in terms of rejected ballots. And I don't want to brag, but the election in, in Wisconsin was decided by around 20,100 yeah. votes. Do, so, we, do we have to talk about the election? Yeah, no, we don't. <laughs> we don't. I'm just saying. It's like... A good thing that we did in the oh, world is. that Abs- we were able to do yes. because of the support of our people. You know right, what I mean? Right, that right. was wonderful. Yeah. I've been mentoring a ton of artists. You've been mentoring people. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is just stuff that we do in the world. So that's good. Uh, if you want to support that, misfitstars.com slash join. And now to the community part. By doing yes. that, you get to select yourself into the Misfit Stars inner circle community, meaning that you get invited to the Misfit Stars private Facebook page, which is just so Great. That's one of the ways, because not everybody is on Facebook. That's right. But you're you're part of this community, and one of the ways that 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 they connect, the community members connect with each other, is in the private Facebook group. It's the best. Uh, we are also doing monthly Zoom meetups with our yeah. Misfit Stars. We've got, we got an announcement about that coming up in a minute. Uh, but there's other ways that in which people are, and and also some of our Misfit Stars who live near each other have started doing these like socially distant. In person hangouts. It is magical. When weather permits them to do this outdoors. Yeah. It's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. We have people who are like exchanging like music suggestions with each other, finding they have common interests and like diving into those common interests There's of one another. One uh one of our misfit stars on the East Coast who is helping to uh run a uh, an anti-racism group. And uh and she invited another misfit star that she's never met in person to join because that person was interested in in learning how to do more anti-racism work. It's so healthy. It's so great. Yeah. It's so, so great. Love the, it so they're much. They're the best people. And yes. you could be part of this group if you join the Misfit Stars. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, only if you're, only if you're uh, a good human being. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, if you're a scumbag, to all the scumbags listening to this, this is not for you. You can listen to the podcast, but please do not go to misfitstars.com slash join. Because, frankly, we don't want you in the group because it's a group full of good people who are trying to make the world a better place. So, if you're a bad person, you're trying to make the world a worse place, I am so sorry. <laughs> But this is not for you. Does anyone ever actually self-identify as a bad person you know trying what? to do bad things? No, that's a, that's a great <laughs> irony of humanity is that everybody, even the, the objectively bad people, are the heroes in their own story, right? Everyone's a protagonist yeah. in their own mind. It's so bizarre. It's very weird. But yeah. <laughs> Which really, if you think about it, like conceptually, philosophically, opens up the possibility that both you and I are objectively bad people. It's. I think about that kind of stuff all the time. I know. <laughs> I know. I do. I have constant self-doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The human condition. It's a heck of a thing. It really is. So people, please join if you'd like to. Misfitstars.com slash join. It helps. We love you. Thank you. Yes. Uh, Hey, Shannon, do you have any announcements? Announcements, announcements, announcements. Wow. That was very like... That was nice. Precise. It was by the book. Thank you. Uh, So two announcements. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're the same ones as last week. Number one... This is uh, holiday personal song season. And what this means is I write songs for folks to give as gifts to loved ones. And you could do this with me uh, this this holiday season if you're looking for a 
really special gift for a loved one. Uh, you can hire me to write a song for that it's loved one. The best. I um I have I have room for maybe a couple more in my schedule this this season. Yeah, maybe. Um, I got. To, I have to tell you, I just got homework questions back. So one of the ways that I uh the, the way that I learn about like. Uh, what the song is going to be about is I interview the person about uh, who the song is going to be for, right? So I, I learn about the relationship or the person the song is going to be written about. And I have like, a, I write questions for, you know, that person to answer. And then they write back their answers to the questions. So they're, they're homework questions. Well, I got somebody's homework questions back today for this next one that I'm going to write um, this season. And it's for a relationship. I'm not going to get any more specific than that, because I don't know who's listening and I don't want to give anything away. But uh, in reading through this person's answers to my questions about uh, the relationship, um, like at the end, I just, I did like a, a like a big smile on my face and an aww, because it was so sweet. <laughs> you know, getting to know people's stories. And, you know, I, I do these songs for all sorts of different kinds of situations. Um, this one, this particular one, this next one is for a, a romantic relationship, partnership kind of thing. Yep. Uh, but I have done, uh, the last one that I did previously to this one was uh, for a uh, uh, a girlfriend to a girlfriend, like yeah. a, a, like friends, friends, platonic like, friends. Yeah, platonic friends is what I mean to say. Um, and uh, and the one prior to that was uh, a woman giving a gift to her elderly parents. Wonderful. Uh, and so, like, I can. We've done this for all different kinds of of situations, and it's every single time. It is just such an honor and a privilege to get to know somebody's story in the kind of intimate way that I have to get to know a story in order to craft a song yeah. from it, you know? Um, I, I, uh, it's, it's just wonderful. It's, it's the best thing. Yeah. We, Shannon's done like 80 of these people, a couple more than 80 at this point. Uh, she has this amazing gift, this knack for really getting directly to the truth at the emotional core of a situation and then presenting that in a poetic, relatable way. It's just the neatest thing. I'm very mm -hmm. impressed by it. I'm mm -hmm. always kind of a little bit odd, you know. Uh, she manages to take these very specific details uh, and make them somehow feel universal. It's just the neatest thing. You know, I was listening to, uh, we're totally digressing from announcements, but that's okay. Uh, but I was listening to a, a podcast last week, listening to Brene Brown interviewing Dolly Parton. Yes. And uh, they were talking about some of the songs that Dolly has written over the years. Like they're very specific stories, yeah. right? And they were, But they were talking about the idea that that the more specific, I think it was this podcast. Now I'm now I'm doubting if this is where I heard yeah, it. But just anyway, mix it all up. Go for yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> it's jumbled up in my brain anyway. But the idea that, like, honestly, the more specific that you get as a songwriter or a writer writer, you know, mm -hmm. the, if you can describe a, a situation or some life circumstance in the most specific kind of way, that's actually the way in which you get you have a chance of, of getting to something the most universal. Yeah. Like when you get the, to those kind of nitty gritty details are the times where you actually might hit yeah. some universality. And kind of the opposite, like, you know, the flip side of that coin, you know, I think that budding song, singer-songwriters sometimes think that you have to try to make everything be as universal as possible. So you try to make it as vague as possible. So the most possible people can attach to it. And I think that's exactly wrong. Right. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. It's, it's by painting specific pictures yeah. that you then allow someone to imagine themselves in that picture or a picture like it. Because it's it's more real. Like it's it just yeah. it becomes more lifelike. 
Yes, it does. You know? Anyway, personal songs. That's the announcement. If you are looking for a really, you know, super wow gift for somebody that you love, yeah, um, and you want to hire me to write a song for that person, I would love to do that. Yeah, if you- send me an email or a message on Facebook, and I can send you the information about pricing and how it works. If you need that hit it out of the park gift this year. This is the one. This is the one. Yeah. So that's announcement number one. Announcement number two is that our second monthly Misfit Stars Zoom meetup is this Sunday. Uh, We're having it on Sunday. It's at five o'clock Pacific time, eight o'clock Eastern time. That's right. So we're switching it up. Uh, We're going to be doing this on different days and times of the week um, each month. Not not like every month will be different, but we're going to rotate through like three or four different times so that we can just get as many people whose schedules can, you know, line up with with a meetup. So what are you looking for is accommodate. Thank you. We're yes. looking to accommodate lots of schedules and lots of time zones. So this month is Sunday, uh, December 13th, 5 p.m. West, 8 p.m. I swear East. to God, we should do one at like one in the afternoon sometime on the <laughs> yeah. West Coast. Yeah. Just so poor Gary doesn't have to stay up until two or three in the morning to start his Zoom well, thing with this us. Well, one, this, one, this one will be a little bit easier for Gary. It's, it's early, less bad. It's earlier than last time yeah. for him. Still not yeah. before midnight, <laughs> but also not three. It's maybe more like one. Totally. But you know, he's a trooper. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So much of a trooper. Anyway, if you're a part of the Misfit Stars, we have sent out the Zoom link for mm-hmm. that meetup already. You will find that either in your uh, email via uh, Patreon, mm-hmm. or you'll also find it as a post in the private Misfit Stars Facebook group. Uh, so check it out. Put it on your calendar. We hope to see you on Sunday. I have an announcement too, Shannon. Oh, well, what is it? Well, it's this. People, here's the deal. Uh, we may or may not, I can neither confirm nor deny that we may mm. or may not be sending all of our uh, Misfit Stars supporting members something special in the mail. Oh, right. So I need you, if you haven't already done this, Stars, uh, if you're listening. Of course, if you're not listening, how would they know? That was redundant. Uh, to go to <laughs> patreon.com, right? That's the home of misfitstars.com. You can also just go to misfitstars.com slash join. It'll take you there. But it's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com. Sign into your account there. That's, a, that's the mechanism via mm-hmm. which you're supporting us. Sign into your account and just make sure that your mailing address is current. And yes. if it isn't in there, please add it. Yes, Otherwise, please and thank you. Because here's the thing. People for whom I don't have an address right. as of about four days from now yeah. won't be getting something in the mail. I know. And there's like 40 of you right now. <gasps> and I'm so sorry. Oh. But that's just how but that we goes. we want to send you something. Yeah. So go do that thing. Yep. Thank you. I've been reaching out over all the uh, channels I know how to reach out on, you know. This is the only one. I haven't said it on the podcast okay. yet. So if there's somebody who for some reason doesn't get our emails, isn't in the <laughs> Facebook group, but does listen to the podcast, mate, for that one person... Hey, just go check your address. If this doesn't work, we're sending out carrier pigeons. Yeah. Yeah. 204 carrier pigeons. (laughs) To collect, no, 40 to collect the remaining addresses. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. But I kind of feel like if we send pigeons to the 40, we should really send them to everybody. <laughs> but the pigeons have to come back. They're not staying out. There's, they like, have to come back well, with like their, your, adre- their like, addresses. Like your mom would say, Do you, did you bring enough pigeons for everybody? Yeah. Did you bring <laughs> enough carrier pigeons for everybody, <laughs> Shannon? God, we are really... We're really off track here. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That sums up announcements for this week. Uh, Thank you for listening to announcements. Yes. And so, uh, how are you feeling, sweetheart? Oh, thanks for asking. Today, um, you know... I feel fine. I feel a little bit subdued, mm. but not in not for any like bad reason. I mm. just am. Okay. Um, so is the young woman at our coffee shop today. Oh, okay. Thanks. Um, 
I mean, that's maybe it's something in the air. Maybe. So, oh, I see what you mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it was super rainy here today, but I love that. So that doesn't, that doesn't like get me down. I just have felt, I don't know, just, uh, just subdued. And that's all right. I, there's no reason for it. I'm not, there's nothing, nothing bad happening. There's no bad feelings. Just mm. a little bit, just a little bit flat. Mm. But it's okay. It's an okay flat. Right on. That's, that makes sense. It does. So that's how I'm feeling today. How about uh, you? You know, pretty good. Uh, it's weird. Like I woke up and had to deal with a situation that for like for a previous version of me would have been, uh, would have been hard, would have been kind of traumatic. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm mixing this record, right? And I, uh, I got an email from uh, the, the person at the record label for whom I'm mixing it mm-hmm. uh, saying, hey, can you send the entire session for this over to this other person they want to do some additional production and uh and and then per, and then potentially mix it uh-huh and i'm the on person, something that you've already mixed yeah, yeah. And, and you know and and i'm the person mixing the record in theory so of course my first reaction was to feel threatened you know what yeah, i mean yeah yeah but uh i feel very proud of the fact that i was able to think through it and like not react and just like really think it through and really think it through from an empathetic point of view you know yeah and like re- realizing like it's not about me. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's not It's not anything to do with me. Like, the person at the record label wants to facilitate his artist and this other artist doing something creative and maybe very cool together. Right. And it's, it's important to mention that it's not that you turned in your mix and they're like, oh, this is bad. And no, we not at it. all. It's been going so, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was actually really good. This it was other just guy a, wants it was to add a, a new opportunity that they didn't know about. Until. This other guy wants to add a choir to it. Which like, is cool. He's in this other band and like he's hiring a choir to do something on his and he had heard some of Chris's stuff. He's like, oh my gosh, I have this choir idea for your song. Got so, it, yeah. And he knows how to do Pro Tools, you know, which is yeah. what I have, which yeah. is really convenient because I could just send him a session. You right, know? right. Uh, and so I did that, you know. Uh, but it was great uh, just to really be able to get to a place where, like, it wasn't about me. You know what I mean? Because it wasn't it, threatening to you. Yeah, or... my brain, like, you know, my alcoholic brain, everything, you know, starts out being all about me. Right. You know? Right. And it's great. It was a really good exercise and just taking a step back and being like, well, what do these people want? How can I help them? How can yeah. I be of service? You yeah. know? I am ultimately just here to be of service to right. them anyway. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and I end up feeling really good about it. That's you know? awesome. And I have sent it off and I am excited to see what this... Uh, this guy does with it. We'll see. That's so good. I, I'm really proud of you for how you worked through it too. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. So I feel solid, uh, you know. Um, also frustrated about, you know, the world, but we'll get there. Um, <laughs> so uh, what has our experience been this last week then? Yeah. So Shannon. You've been working a bunch. I've been working on music. I've just been mixing this record and also just doing a bunch of mentorship stuff for just my little army of people. Yeah. You've been just like nose to the grindstone, yeah. which is great. And I, I mean, it, you're doing great work. I feel like this is the time of year where you often have a lot of work like this. Yeah. And it's kind of fun for me because, like, I feel like I get to kind of uh, transition into a mode of, like, being supportive of what you're doing, mm-hmm. you know? Like, so, I don't know. I, I see myself as, a, like, a support role in, in, like, you know, planning and making our dinners and, mm-hmm. you know, making sure you've got water and making sure that you get up to pee every once in a while and, yeah. you know, just kind of, like, helping take care of you some. It's it's fun for me to, to, be, to be that person. Right on. It's nice. Yeah. Um, but and it's fun know, for me to have you sitting 15 feet behind me doing crosswords. Sometimes I'm doing that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you're, it's going well. Yeah, I think so. That's good. Yeah. Very good. 
Shannon has been a pressure washing demon. So people. yeah, we talked about this last week in the podcast. We borrowed a, the pressure washer from the neighbors, and I thought I thought it was going to be like an afternoon's activity. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It turns out I have an addiction to pressure washing. And also, to be fair, no one had washed any of the stuff that you're washing, I think, to look at it in maybe 30 years. Uh, it's been a long time. Yeah. Like, there's just like, so much. Like, if you much- do this on a daily, if you do this, if you do this probably, like, every year or every half year, it probably really does take an afternoon because you just go, chuka, 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 and everything yeah. comes off easily. But right. this is just ingrained. This was, like, deeply ingrained. And we've got, so I... I have done all of our walkways. I did the sidewalk in front of our house. Um, I I did. We have a like a half court basketball court in it's our not backyard. Even. It's like it's an eighth of a court. eighth of a, oh, of course. Yeah, that, that's right. It's it's tiny. It's yeah. like it's like the free throw zone. That's like pretty yeah, much yeah, all yeah. it is. It's the key. It's basically the key. <laughs> yeah. But it's great. Like you can play horse. You can definitely shoot. Yeah. You can like do some dribbling and layup yeah, kind of yeah. stuff. It's fun. So I I did that because that's you know asphalt asphalt. It's, mm-hmm. I use asphalt. And then we have this RV pad by our garage. We don't have an RV. Actually, no, it's not asphalt. It's concrete. Concrete, excuse yeah. me. And then this is RV pad. And so I have had a lot of concrete to <laughs> pressure wash. Yeah. Um, and I'm not yet done, which is ridiculous. I, I was able to work... Uh, at least a couple hours a day, every day for like the last week because we had no rain here. Right. For the first week of December, I was reading in the Seattle Times this morning that uh, the to have a dry first week of December in this region hasn't happened for more than a century. Whoa. Isn't that weird? See, this is one of those situations where climate change is actually good. It's, <laughs> it's helping me out this week anyway. <laughs> and so I, I was trying to that, beat... By the way, people, that was a joke. I was trying, it's bad. It's very bad. It's actually bad. Yeah. I was trying to beat the rains and finish the project, but I have a little bit more to do. And thankfully, we've got another break from the rain tomorrow. I think I'll be able to actually finish uh, this project. But it's been... It's... it's like for, I, I, I can be a very detail anal person. Mm-hmm. Like I, when I get into a project, like I really, like I want, I want it clean. The straight A student in Shannon comes right yeah. out. <laughs> so, you know, I, it's, it's rough uh, when like you're, you know, working in these tight corners and the flow of the water is like coming back and in, up into what you're doing. And like, I just want it clean. And like, so it takes a long time and I've taken a long time doing it, but I'm very proud of myself I'm for the work that too. I've done. And uh, I'm mostly and, just proud because you're proud of yourself and that's thank adorable. You, yeah. Thank you. But I also, you know, this is, it's, it's great time for me too, because it is, uh, it's, it's quiet time. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, so not really quiet at all. Well, not. Cacophony of voices in your no, head. But, but it's I listening the, the kind of podcasts that I've been listening to like to me it's like feeding my soul and my brain it's yeah. and it's so I, I, I liken it to reading yeah you know so it is kind of quiet time I'm not talking I'm not producing something I'm not creating something I'm absorbing yeah you know and so to me that like it's it's, it's an essential part of my life you know I can't I can't create and think up new ideas unless I've given my brain and my soul food <laughs> you know as yeah. this has been part of that process for sure um in fact there that the, had some sort of like interesting sort of revelations and during one of the podcasts that we're going to talk about a little bit later today but um but it's been great i've just been really enjoying myself doing that yeah yeah clearly <laughs> shannon comes in like all kind of wet and happy it's great <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and we got a tree. We got a Christmas tree. We got an adorable little tree. Our Charlie Brown trees are getting bigger. 
This yeah. one is nearly as tall as I am. It I'm is, six feet, and I think this thing's about 5'11". I think it is, too. We used Although, to granted, get, the top foot of it is just one thing that points straight up. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's still it's still So really, a it's like tree. five foot. Yeah, we used to get, and we, we got into the habit of getting like teensy trees yeah. when we were still living in South Pasadena. Like three and a half, four feet tall. Yeah. Because that's what... That's the amount of space we had. Yeah. We a, didn't even really, we had to rearrange stuff for that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but, but yeah, this is still, it's still a, a little tree by yeah. tree. I mean, like we could fit a much bigger tree in our house, but we're we not. We could go up to a foot and a half taller. Yeah. But it's cute. It's yeah. really lovely. We spent the evening, a few evenings ago decorating it and we've got these big chunky color, colored lights on it. Kind of like... Like the it, old school kind, you know. They're like from the 70s. <laughs> yeah, those kind. The the frosted glass. Is it frosted glass? They're, no, it's opaque glass. Opaque glass. That's yeah. the word I'm looking for. Yeah, so the they're not... The incandescent ones are not LED. Yeah, and it's We just, have the replacement bulb thing because they burn out about every 10 hours. <laughs> it's lovely. Yeah. But, the, you know, oftentimes when it's tree decorating night... I find that it's like, oh, it's fun. Let's put on Mariah Carey's Christmas album and like dance around and, you know, yeah. and have. I wasn't feeling that way the other night. Like, no. I, I don't know if it was just the air in the world or, or just this year or what, but like we started out listening to Glenn Campbell's Christmas, which, which is, is like <laughs> thinking about doing yourself in Christmas. <laughs> Glenn Campbell's Last Christmas. Oh, no. Last Christmas no, with it's, you. It's not, that, it's not depressing. It's just, it's subdued, you know? Yeah. Some of it's, well, it's not depressing. It's just dark. Dark it, is a good way to put okay. some of it. Some of the arrangements sure. are just a little dark, yeah. which is wonderful. I love that kind of thing. Yeah. But I mean, you know, you think uh, another way to do it is to do like, you know, Phil Spector, a Christmas gift for you. Right, You know right. what I mean? Like Christmas of the Ronettes. Up, up, up. Mariah Carey, you know, yeah. also up. Yeah. This was not that. We did Glenn Campbell. And then we took up a small notch with Carpenters. Yeah, the Carpenters Christmas. Yeah. yeah. That was a, a slight uptick in the mood. But that's okay. You know, it's a different kind of year. So it's fine for Christmas decorating night to not be all uh, energetic like it can be sometimes. You know what's funny to me about that Carpenter's Christmas record? What? Is how like on the first side it starts with like a suite of like four, it's almost like classical instructors, like four mini pieces that are like 90 seconds long each. On, and Karen Carpenter doesn't sing on any of them. Right. She doesn't come in until the second song. Right. It's like, I, I love that thought process. You know, Richard Carpenter being like, you know what people really want to hear? Me singing. Yeah, well, it's, and he does sing a little bit, but mostly it's his arrangements because he was yeah. like a brilliant, like, arranger, yes. composer. Yes, he was. And so, like, he's highlighted first. But yeah, we put the record on and we were listening for a while before we ever heard Karen's voice. We're like, oh, there she is. Yeah. Oh, that's it's, why we listened to the It's Carpenters. like if you put on the Mariah Carey Christmas album and Mariah didn't start singing until song two. I know. You know what I mean? I like, know. well, where is it? What's going on? Where's the thing that I put this on for? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, the tree is lovely. It really is just a bright spot in our lives. It's yeah. nice. It's really nice to have the glowing lights and it's it really smells helpful. good. We and, did it earlier this year than we do yeah. in some years. I think we just needed it. You know? Yeah, totally. Yeah, this is just one of those self-care kind of situations. We needed some, yeah, some cheer. Self-care so it. cheer. It's cute. It is. We'll put a picture on the internet at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we've got some topics that we're going to cover in this podcast. We do? I think we should take a short break. That sounds like a good idea. And then come back and talk about the stuff that's been on your mind mm -hmm. and the stuff that's been on my mind. And maybe how they tie together. Perhaps they will. We'll see. See you soon. Okay. 
we missed you so much. But here we are. Mm-hmm. So, uh... What's on your mind, Jamie? You know what, Shannon? You first. Thanks. Okay. So you know what's on my mind today is, uh, it's accountability. Um... That's a big word. I know it is, but here's the here's the container for my thoughts okay. today. So the first thing that you and I did today is we had a car appointment. Yeah. So we drove down to the place where we got our car looked at. It was just like a regular checkup. Side note, we got out of the car place for less than $100. When hey. does that happen? Oh my <laughs> gosh. So good. It happens when you haven't been driving like at all yeah. because it's a pandemic. We didn't even, <laughs> seriously, we didn't even need the 10,000 mile service. It was just a, well, it's been a year since anyone looked at the car. We've driven maybe 800 miles. That's so bizarre. <laughs> it's so weird. Uh, yeah, so anyway, uh, we were there, you know, and so I walk into the service place and like they have a new kid working there. He's really, really nice. Uh, a new service rep. New service for rep, us, yeah, yeah, for us. I had met him on the phone yesterday when we scheduled this. He's really, really sweet. Uh, so I walk in and I see who I think is him and the other person who works there and neither of them is wearing their mask. I mean, they technically have them on, but they're just barely over their top lip. Nose is hanging out, both of them. You know what I right, mean? Yeah. In a pretty physically small room. It's like yeah. a service department checking room. It's not voluminous right. like the sales floor or something. Right, right, you know? right, right. Um, and so... I walk in and the first thing I say to, to them, you know, uh, I was just like, hey, would you mind if we did this outside? Neither of you is wearing your mask. Right. Uh, you know, and so they're like, oh my gosh, yeah, of course. So we just walk back outside and right. you know, had an iPad. We did it there. It was no big deal. So, uh, you know, that was like the first thing. And so then, you know, we signed in uh, and then, you know, we've, you and I have been there a bunch before. This is where we go to get our car service right. and we drive a lot. So we get our car service a lot. So we know this place well. So we're like, let's go to the showroom. And so we walk up the stairs. Because there's a waiting room for It's service. lovely. Yeah. Yeah. It's really nice. They have a bunch of couches. There's magazines. There's like a little food station. It's really nice. Mm-hmm. You can look at the vintage VW they always have in that corner. It's wonderful. <laughs> um and so, you know, we walk in, we open the door. I take four steps in the door. I'm just kind of looking around because that's what I kind of do when I walk into any space. I just kind of scan it and see what's going on. Sure. And I literally did not see one person in there who's wearing their mask properly. I saw, th- there were maybe six people that I could see scattered throughout the space, salespeople, managers, right. whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. There were three people fully. So 50% of the people who were just not, it wasn't even like they were pretending to wear a mask. They didn't have a mask anywhere on their head at all. It wasn't hanging off an ear. It wasn't beneath their chin. It wasn't just anywhere. It they was were like it not, was the year 2019. Yes, there were just no mask. <laughs> yeah. And then there were two people who had a mask way below their nose, so not wearing a mask. Right. And then there was one person, bless her heart, who had one of those really nice ones that kind of comes to a point like a shield and goes way up the bridge of your nose, and she was wearing it properly, <laughs> yeah. and she really took it seriously. And yeah. it, was just, it was a hermetically sealed mask environment. <laughs> Hats off to you, VW lady. You did a great job yeah. today. <laughs> You were the only one. Right. Everyone else is doing an objectively bad job, just spewing whatever's like in their face and in their lungs all over this showroom and had been since they showed up at probably eight or nine in the morning, you know? Yeah. And it's like two in the afternoon and, you know, and, and so what you and I ended up having to do was borrow chairs to take back outside, fortunately not fully outside because it was raining, but into the sort of, there's a covered thing you drive in and drive out of when you're getting service, you know? It's like a long tunnel kind of with high ceiling. It's got 20-foot garage doors. It's cold as shit in there, (laughs) but at least it wasn't physically raining on us, so that was something. And we sat outside by the tire display, you and I, (laughs) uh, which is actually kind of cool, so that was nice, (laughs) Uh, you know, but... You know, we sat out there in the 49 degree weather for like an hour and a half uh, because we couldn't sit inside because people were not taking masking seriously. You right, know what I mean? Right. And it was 
it was frustrating. It was kind of infuriating. It was yeah. such a snapshot into why our country's doing as poorly as it is. Right. Because no one has their shit together. No, yeah. The I messaging mean, around this, like, you would think at this point, yeah, there's been mixed messaging. I feel bad about that. But also, everyone in their heart of hearts knows what you need to do now. Every- no, I, I really can't say that there's any excuse for anybody not knowing that and how you're supposed to wear a mask. Yeah. And, and in what cert- and in what conditions. Yeah. Like, this is not, it's not a mystery. No, none anymore. of this is a mystery. No. Yeah. I don't, I don't really think anyone can claim ignorance. Yeah, and also to work in a VW dealership, like you've got to kind of be slightly smarter than the average bear. Maybe not a lot I smarter. Know. I mean... You know, but I mean, you can't, you know, it, it's, a, it's definitely a level above like the absolute bottom base, bottom of the barrel job that you could get. You know what I mean? You can't just walk in off the street and get that job. Like, you know, you've got to have some social chops some, and smarts to be a salesperson. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. You'd think that people in that environment would be smarter. Like, it's just... Well, was, I mean, there are also signs on the door. Yeah. Uh, no, no, like masks required for entry. Yes. <laughs> All staff and client and customers have to wear a mask inside this building. Like there's the sign. Yeah. Unambiguous. On the door yeah. we walk through is, there's, to watch, to, to witness this tableau. Ignorance is not on the table here. No, it's really not. And you know, and so then I sat down and I read, so we, we sat down, you know, we, we had some time to kill. So I just got to like screw around on my phone, which is actually kind of fun. I haven't really had the chance much too late because I've been working so much. Yeah. So I just got to like read more news than usual and like dive deeper, you know? <laughs> was it good or bad? <laughs> uh, it wasn't great, you know? It wasn't great. Um, I mean, there are, you know, there, there are some good things happening in the world. That's great, you know? Uh, England started their coronavirus vaccine rollout today. Amazing. Like, and just side note, but how jealous are we that there is this country just 3,000 miles away that has a centrally planned vaccine rollout that yeah. the government, their federal government, thought of and organized right. and put into motion and made happen, and it's already happening. We don't have one of we those. We don't have anything even close to that. Our federal government has just not made that kind of a plan. What they did do is they thought up the title Operation Warp Speed, <laughs> and then they just said that a lot. <laughs> And that's been the whole plan. <laughs> and it has worked, at least as a, on a PR level, because like, <laughs> I talked to family members. I was talking to a family member just the other day. And my family member said, you know, and I, I was like, there's been no plan. No wonder everything's such a disaster. And my family member said, nonsense. They're doing Operation Warp Speed. So the PR has worked. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oper- yes. But, but the, the entirety of Operation Warp Speed is just saying Operation Warp Speed. <laughs> There's nothing else. <laughs> also, you can say the military. Do you have to click your heels three times when oh. that when you do it, and then maybe it makes it true? Maybe they didn't do that. Maybe, maybe, maybe you have to do that. I dream of genie, like fold your arms over themselves and then nod your head and twitch, twitch your nose and twitch your nose. Oh yeah. Well, twitch your nose is bewitched. Oh. I dream of genie was the fold your hands and nod your head. Right, right, right. And then so maybe maybe if you do that while saying Operation Warp Speed, then there'll be a plan. That's a good idea. Well, I mean, you should, you should let the president know. We should try he's not, that. He's not busy doing anything else. Maybe he wouldn't entertain this suggestion. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so, I read this thing. There's so, and it was the second in a series of pieces I've seen like this in the last, like, 48 hours. There is this growing series of, like, opinion pieces circulating right uh-huh. now. And some are actually just articles that are now reporting these opinion things as things that people are saying because that's how the news cycle works in our country now. You print something as opinion, you wait 24 hours, someone else cites that opinion piece as fact, and then we move forward. 
it's bad. But um, what's the theme? The theme is uh, so there's this there's this the there's this line of commentary that is making the rounds, uh, and I find it extraordinary extraordinarily troubling. And it goes like this: it's it it's it stipulates that it's not productive to blame people's reckless gatherings, Halloween, Thanksgiving, whatever, right, right, right. for the surges that we've been seeing in coronavirus because their line of thinking goes, if we point fingers at people, they may get defensive and may subsequently be less receptive to subsequent public health messaging. <laughs> right? I mean, I know, I know. That was exactly my theory. I mean, really, it's, a, it's the don't make me hit you again theory of oh public health messaging. Yeah. You know? Don't tell me about wearing my mask or I'm really not going to wear my mask. It's or like- whatever. Toddlers. It's just wild, uh, you know. But really, it was really striking. To, what was striking to me about it, uh, I mean, what, what if, if you phrase it another way, it's if you try to hold me accountable for my behavior, I might get angry and do it again, so you better just shut your mouth. Really, that's kind of like a pretty direct transliteration of what they're saying. Yeah. And it's, a, it's an abuser mentality. Absolutely. You know, which is really, really wild to me. Um, it's it's not surprising though. I mean, like it's not surprising. No, it's not. Is it? I mean, well, what was surprising to me is that people in positions of authority are parroting this. You know, that people in positions of authority are 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 repeating this as though this is because these people are reacting in this way, or like they or they're afraid of people reacting this way. They're cowing to that. They're cowing to that. Some of them proactively. Uh huh. You know. Which is astonishing to me. It's like literally the opposite of leadership. Leadership yeah. is you lead with a moral compass, you just say what the right thing is to do, and then you bring people along on that adventure through your charisma. And theoretically, your <laughs> charisma and your ability to bring people along on your adventure is why you got put in a position of power in the first place. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Where we have, Whereas now, we seem to have this really weird kind of Looney Tunes version of that same idea where to be a quote-unquote leader, what you do is you take the temperature of the loudest, worst people. The most toddler of the people. The most toddler-esque people. <laughs> yeah. And then you proactively figure out how to accommodate them and not upset them. Uh... Which, there's so much wrong with it to me, and it just felt like such an encapsulation of exactly why we are where we are, you know? Yeah. We have an uncontrolled pandemic. Yeah. It is uncontrolled. And it's uncontrolled because we have made, as a country, literally no effort to control it. Right. There have been sporadic localized efforts that yeah. wax and wane. And even the places that are sometimes doing it the best are also just having horrible missteps. California comes to mind. You know yeah. what I mean? A number of high profile Democratic public officials doing a, you know, do as I say, not as I do thing. Right. You know, mm -hmm. sure. like masking is for masking and socially isolating is for everybody else. I'm going to go have dinner at French Laundry with no mask with a bunch of lobbyists. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Right, right. It's just, it's not helpful. None of it is helpful. None of it is good. I don't know. It just, well, you, you know, I've I've seen some commentary, and I, I hope I'm not like interrupting your no, train go, of thought. Go, but go. I I've seen some. My train of thought derailed like five hours okay, ago. Great, I just been pissed. <laughs> My train is on the side of the road, overturned, <laughs> and I'm just mad. I get it. I've seen some commentary about this topic uh, over the last couple of months, and that is, you know, what what, what essentially our uh, federal 
the, I, I say the federal government to pull a punch and not say the, the Trump administration, but essentially- Say what you mean, Shannon. Republicans in Congress who have refused to pass, uh, you know, any more aid since when last March, April, yeah. um, and the Trump administration- by not by by not actually doing anything to to approach this in a systematic national kind of way coordinated way coordinated way what they've really then done is passed all the responsibility to mitigating the the spread of the virus to individuals yeah and 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 to a certain extent there are some of us you know who can contribute to mitigating the spread of the virus by staying at home, you and I are among the people who are able to pretty much be at home and not yeah. be around people. We don't have, you know, the kinds of jobs where we have to go into a play, a public place and, you know, yep. be with other people, you know. And but, people, we recognize how lucky we are. We're incredibly, oh, absolutely. incredibly fortunate in that regard. But the fact of the matter is, like, for a functioning society and for a lot of people, you know, whose livelihoods are, are based on reporting to jobs that have them around other humans... It's it's an impossibility for them to to individually. I mean, you can still do some. You can you you can properly wear your masks. You can you know distance where it's possible to do that. Um, but you know, like like it's individual actions alone can't get us through this. No. And and the refusal of the Republicans in Congress and the Trump administration to do any sort of of uh, to to fund and plan any sort of like national coordinated effort to to help people out to 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 solve this to you know pay people to stay home if yeah. if you know if if being at their particular place of work is dangerous and is going to contribute to spread well then pay them to stay home which by the way other people, countries this, have done this, yeah this is not a wild radical idea that Shannon's just having over here on our couch. <laughs> this is this is what most of Europe has done. Oh yeah, they, Canada. They're, they're paying people, most countries are averaging 75 to 80% of somebody's uh, wages. Just stay so, say, so say for example that you make, I don't know, let's use a round number, let's say $50,000 a year. Well then they would pay you $40,000 a year to stay home. Well and here's the thing, like if that, if that kind of plan had been instigated back in the spring, mm -hmm. And we had actually gotten this under control, like kept the numbers down. We like you know, we'd be I, done now. We'd be done now. Like Australia is pretty much done now. Well, you and I were you know? watching videos on the internet a couple of nights ago of people at a music festival in Australia. Just, I mean, seventy-five thousand yeah. people at a massive outdoor. It's summer there right now, right? Heading into summer, right? And so, like, people are just like outside at a rave, just like maskless, wearing bikinis, having the time of their lives, and like it was like looking through glass <laughs> at something it's we can't have. We could have had, but here's the thing, like you know, I. I imagine people are thinking, oh, pay people to stay home. How would how would the government have been able to afford to do that for the last nine months? The fact of the matter is that we wouldn't have had to do it for that long. Yeah. Like we would if we had done this from the beginning, yeah. it would have been a short period of time. We've got we would have kept the numbers down low enough that um, contact tracing could have kept the the, the virus in check enough that our lives could have resumed. Yeah. Kids could be in school Full time. every day of the week yeah. and doing soccer practice after school. Yeah, or going to daycare, doing whatever you have yeah, to do to make it work. Exactly, like we wouldn't have to be in this position. But again, like coming back to the fact of the matter that, 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 that the Trump administration and the Republicans in Congress have left it up to individuals to deal with rather than it being a coordinated society-wide effort yeah. to do it. And and I think that that's 
that's a really um that's an interesting <laughs> and 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 really depressing uh <laughs> state of things because yeah. it, individual effort can't get us through this scope the, a, a, a crisis of this scope no not at all you know uh no it can't so that's half of what's been okay. uh upsetting me there's more <laughs> yeah 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 no i mean the, the displacement of responsibility is a, a really big problem you know yeah. what i mean the abdication of responsibility at the leadership level is really hard to deal with yeah and the other thing about it though the flip side is just the absolute lack of accountability and indeed the fearfulness around the idea of accountability right this whole because mm. if you look at the underlying mindset in this whole like well you don't don't upset them by telling them not to visit people on christmas you know it's we're right. America. We as a country seem to be terrified of the very concept of accountability. Mm-hmm. Like we we don't even see. It doesn't seem like we even have a mechanism for engaging that idea culturally right now. Who who would you like to see held accountable in this moment? Individuals for their actions would be a great place to start. The idea mm-hmm. that you know. That, and, and that actually, we should name and shame. We should be pointing fingers at the people who visited their families on Thanksgiving without doing it properly. Get, you know, quarantining for two weeks, 10 days minimum, right? right. Getting tested all along the way. Like yeah. really making sure with 100% certainty that there's no danger of COVID transmission, coronavirus right. transmission, right. you know? Like that's the only way it's acceptable to see other humans right now who you're not living with on a regular basis. Right. You know what I mean? And anybody who is just like, well... I'm just not going to do the right thing. I'm sick of being alone. I'm going to go see my family for the holidays. Yeah. They should be shamed. They should be held accountable. We need people not to do that. And coddling them through this, being like, well, you can't say anything to them because it might upset them and they might do it more, is absolutely not the right way to deal with this situation. We need strongly, but as a society, from a leadership position, everybody needs to understand the same message that this is wrong. Right. That this is exactly the wrong thing to be doing. It's selfish. Mm-hmm. It's short-sighted. Yeah. It's it's potentially homicidal. <laughs> yeah. Like you shouldn't be putting your family members in a situation where maybe you are murdering them because you couldn't control yourself. Right. And it's not like you're being dragged in shackles to your relative's house for Thanksgiving. You got in your <laughs> damn car and you drove there. You or know what I mean? Plane. Or a plane. Yeah, seriously. You went to some ex- like small or extraordinary effort to get there. It's not like you had to go there. It's that you were so selfish that you were willing to go to extraordinary lengths to do the one thing that everyone has been saying and you knew deep in your heart you should not do for not just your own health but for the health of the people you love and the rest of the country yeah it's just shocking right when i frame it in that way i know unbelievable levels of selfishness that would take any person to go visit somebody they don't live with right now i know and that's a level of accountability I'm talking about. Yeah, well, and that's exactly the thing that the, the people in these various articles I've been reading have been inveighing against, right? They're, they've been literally saying it's not productive to shame people. It's not productive to point fingers. And it's just like, I, I feel like I'm eating crazy pills. Yeah. It's, it's, that's not right. It's not, it's not right, I don't think, on the merits. It's, it's certainly not morally right. There's no sense of the word right in which they're right when they say that. Yeah. So who, I'm, I'm like, in like a, like a practically speaking, like, do you, are you planning on going like on a naming and shaming <laughs> crusade? Or like who, 
like in a in a in a it, real world sense, how what does this accountability look like? Uh, I think that- it probably looks like. I mean, <laughs> what it should look like is a national leader getting on television all the time, being like, "Look, people, like making an address, getting on television somberly behind a podium, being like, my fellow Americans." Like seriously, <laughs> one of those eight p.m. like the one that interrupts the show you want to yeah. watch five minute long announcements. My fellow Americans. Like when Obama came on and told us that they had killed Osama bin Laden. Yes, it's on every channel. Yeah. It's inescapable. <laughs> yeah. You have to watch it, right? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, seriously, a my fellow Americans, a fireside chat kind of thing where he says, look, I know that times are hard right now. I know we're lonely. I know we're bored. I know that we want more than anything to see our families. We haven't seen them in so long. We miss them. We just want the holidays to feel normal. But we can't do that right now. I just need you. We all need as a country just to be a little more patient, to take a little more time. If we do that, we're going to get through this and we're all going to be there on the other side and your family's going to be safe and your family's going to be healthy. And we can do this if we do it together. Right. All That's all That's all we need. And those of you who didn't do that on Thanksgiving, you're in timeout. Yeah, right. <laughs> but you know, so absent that yeah. kind of leadership, which we yeah. clearly have a vacuum of right now, yeah. I think it really, like you said, it devolves back down to the individual level. And first of all, mm. it's unfair that that gets put on us as individuals. It you know really what I mean? Is. And I really want to say that to anybody listening who's like, this is not fair. I, this is not what I signed up for. I'm a citizen. That's why we have elected officials. Yes, you're right. Unfortunately, they're abdicating their responsibility right now, so it does devolve back to us because there is nobody other than us, right? Uh, So really, I think in that sense, it's just peer-to-peer to answer your question, you know, intra-family, you know, talking to the people you know and love. And if you see someone thinking about making a bad decision, like, Rain him back in. Yeah. Talk to him in a serious way. Talk to him in a in a non-apologetic uh, way. Like assert with them mm-hmm. that you, that this is a boundary in your life. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. We have a lot of us have trouble with boundaries, and it's really it's really hard. It's really hard yeah. to assert boundaries uh, in a time when there's so many voices saying this isn't. You know, I'm not going to live in fear or, or it's not real or, you know, it's, gosh, it's, it's, it's hard, but it's necessary. It's necessary to, to assert those boundaries. Do these, I'm not the, going to live in fear people go outside in their underpants in an ice storm also. You know what I mean? Do they drive on the left side of the road? Right. I'm not going to live in fear. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Do you have other thoughts? Did you did you get all the venting off your chest that you wanted Thank to? Thank you. That was a pretty good vent, huh? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I did. You know, uh, I guess I would just end re- my, my segment here, my venting, with <laughs> something maybe a little more productive, which would be an appeal to anyone listening to this. Like, if you have people in your life who you see considering bad decisions for the holidays, and let's be clear, any decision other than staying in with the people you live with is a bad decision. Right. I mean, right? We're that's not, really binary. We're not talking about like if you have to go to work and nope. be in public in those ways. We're talking about holiday celebrations. That's right. We're talking These about gathering op- in they're homes. optional. Yes. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and if you know of somebody in your life who is considering making, you, you see them talking about a decision like that, uh, do what you can to stop them from doing it. You yeah. know what I mean? Because there's no other line of defense. You know, like we're the only people who are going to help us are. through this. Yeah, it's it's also you know I think you know, I, I'm not I'm not saying I agree with those authors of articles you were railing against a moment ago, but good there there but there <laughs> is a more productive way to have those conversations than naming and shaming too. You know, like there you know. They, there's this concept of rather than calling somebody out by, you know, instead of calling someone out, calling them in. Sure. You know, calling attention to the to the issue at hand, and doing so in a way that is 
inviting and mm-hmm. loving and compassionate, you know, but calling them to the right thing with those those things at the forefront. Sure. The, the humanity at yeah. the forefront. Yep, that's you a know? great way to do it if you have advanced skills like that, people. Uh, yeah, well, and we, we all probably need to work on those, on that. It's easier to point and blame, you know, and, and you know, uh, transfer our anger or our, um, you know, frustration onto somebody. Or but, worry. Yeah, sure. or worry, for yeah. sure, yeah. yeah and, and- it takes more, it takes, you know, it takes more of what you had to spend your first part of your day doing in working through that issue that you did with your work. You know, it takes like reflecting, okay, why am I feeling this way? What are the, what, how do I want to approach this and, you know, feel good about, you know, how I'm approaching the situation and communicating with people. And, you know, it's, it requires more work than just reacting out of ego or out of, you know what I mean? I think that's right. And so it, it, yeah, that's we got. We all need to do more of that. Yeah, for sure. But people, if you don't have those kind of evolved skills, just freaking point <laughs> fingers and yell. Honestly, it works. Oh no, <laughs> point fingers and yell. So it's interesting that I, I I didn't exactly know where your the stuff that's been on your mind was going to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's interesting to me that it that it sort of like landed on this sort of like individual responsibility like thing. Yeah. Um, because that's really in line with some stuff that I've been really processing this week uh, over the last few days. Do tell. Yeah. So, I, so I've been uh, in my power washing um, travails. Uh, I've been listening to lots of podcasts and um, and it's it's very meta to be talking about other podcasts on this podcast, Whoa. but I'm going to do it here for I a minute. I wonder if somebody has a podcast that's about podcasts. I hope so. I really do. They just talk about other podcasts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, you know, the, the one that I've been working through the last uh, number of days, I, I actually started listening to the season of this podcast back in like January. Um, and then COVID hit and I I just was derailed and I, I didn't keep up with it. But it's the season four of Seen on Radio, which you've probably heard me talk about on this podcast before. Their season two called Seeing White was so good um, about... Uh, about whiteness, how whiteness works and what it is. Um, fascinating. I learned so much. It was it was literally a life-changing podcast series season for me to listen to. For me too, by the way. Yeah. We yeah. listened to it together in the car. We did on tour. It was on great. tour, yeah. The season four is, is called The Land That Never Has Been Yet. And that's a, um, uh, a quote or a line from a Langston Hughes poem. Langston Hughes. Um, but talking about democracy and like the the promises of the, the 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 things that we have that we learn in school about like the promises of democracy and what the founding fathers' vision was for you know a government of the people by the people and for the people you right. know um, never perishing from the earth etc. <laughs> and that was Abraham Lincoln, but yes. Uh, so you know I, I, this idea that you know, the, these ideals of democracy, when you really look at what those ideals say and the reality of what our country is and has been, we've never lived up to those ideals of equality, like that, that, uh, that um, all men are created equal. We've not, we've not, we've not yet lived up to that. And so many of the things. um, So this, this series has been so eye opening and it's like the history is just fascinating and I'm learning so much. They, they break down, you know, from the beginning of this country, there have been a, a a group of wealthy white men. I mean, this is the, these are the qualities: wealthy, white, and you're a man. Yeah. And if you are, if you're in that category of people, you know, they have always had the power in the United States, even before it was the United States. It would before it, when it was becoming the United States. Yeah. And 
and you know, we we talk a lot about how you know in this era that you know. Um, that it seems like, uh, you know, with like the Republican Party's efforts to to suppress the vote. Everywhere. You know, it, the, the, anti-democratic, the anti-democratic effort of the current president trying to overturn an election he lost. Yeah, <laughs> you that's, know, that's it's happening in real time, people. Very, if you haven't been paying attention, he's doing that right now. Crazy town. Um, but, you know, like it, the, the very anti-democratic, you know, uh, to try to overturn the will of, of, of voters, you yeah. know, um, we're, we're, we're seeing lots of evidence of that in our current current era right now we we're seeing this you know the largely wealthy white male power structure the the corporate power structure um you know trying to hold on to power um and and doing so by very anti-democratic means yeah this is not unusual in American no, history. It's it actually, new. it's a feature yeah. of American history going back to the very, very beginning. And I'm, I've, I'm really learning that in some really interesting ways in this podcast. So if this kind of topic is interesting to you, I, I cannot recommend it enough to listen to this, this podcast. So it's Scene on Radio, S-C-E-N-E on Radio, season yeah, four? Season four, yeah. yeah. So, you know, this has been a feature for all of American history, but one of the things that they talked about this last, it's woven in a couple different of the couple different episodes I listened to the last couple of days uh, that really hit me in a personal way, and which is why I'm talking about it here, um, is this idea that there are certain ways in which that that uh, white male uh, wealthy white male power structure maintains power. Yeah. And it is, you know, uh, in, it's really in suppressing democracy, right? The more people that are involved in democracy, the less power they eventually have, you know, all that kind of stuff. But there are other things too. And one of the big themes that has come up for me is this idea that if when we buy into this idea of, of, of uh, the individual being like the apex entity that that my life is you know is is my most important concern and that I should as opposed to a community as opposed to community yes and also that 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 you know that uh my productivity is really important and that that it's up to me to make my life you know a successful life or if I'm going to earn money you know and 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 have you know comfort financially then it's up to me to do that you know we buy we, we we are sold these ideas through mass marketing we are you know uh, we are it's it's a message these are messages that we're given in in schools I mean, you it's know baked into the structure of our education system exactly you know that that you know you've got to get a certain number of you know of you got to get you got to get the good grades in high school so that you can get into the right colleges so that you can get the right job after because because what the purpose of life is to get the best job you can and make the most money and be a good little consumer yeah. you know like it's it's really baked into the system in so many different ways but what really sunk into me in absorbing all of this this last couple of days is this idea of how much I've bought into this idea of individualism. Um, I mean, I, 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 it's the air we all breathe. So yeah. it's, not, it's not like it was, you know, a, a personal failing, <laughs> you know. But in a system that tells you that you are, that you are responsible for your life and only you are, and, and, and it's, it's, it's up to you to be the, the, the best CEO of your life that you can be so that you can make the most of your life and be productive and make money and then spend money and to keep this system going. But that also means that um, in a system that's set up, like we were just talking about how, you know, like for the coronavirus, the system is, there's, there's no help coming yeah. for us. There needs to be help coming from a coordinated national 
you know, yeah. response, but they've left it up to the individuals. And so then, then the failing of an individual, like when we, when we can't as individuals actually make those successes happen, then it falls on us personally. Yeah. Like then it's a personal failing. And the, just what that does to your, to your psyche, to your, to your mental Sense of health. Self-worth. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like to be constantly on that rat wheel, you know, and that when, with all the pressure, oh my gosh, with, pressure with the, you shouldn't have to bear. With the pressure of having to perform as an individual in a system that constantly crushes individuals. Yeah. And then to be the person bearing the weight of, of failing in that system that's set up for you to fail, it's just, it's really screwed up. Yeah. But, but the thing is, if, if, we're, if we're all on that rat wheel, we have less time to engage in democracy. Sure. We also have less room in our lives, in our like an emotional capacity to, to see ourselves as being part of something bigger, right? And, and we also, we are also primed for seeing ourselves as part of a hierarchy, right? If it's all, you know, getting yourself ahead, getting yourself ahead, then everybody else around you becomes competition. Yeah. Right, so you're ripe for people coming in and and you know making racist or bigoted you know attacks on groups of people, you know where you because you're predisposed to see them as competition anyway. Exactly. Right. You know, so like in so many ways, this idea of individuality and like getting yourself ahead is just really destructive to it's destructive to a democratic system. Yes. I've seen a couple of of, of um, posts of various folks. I've, of mostly like I've, I follow a lot of Black activists on Instagram. They have great memes, and so like <laughs> it's, like no, really, just like bite sized chunks of of wisdom yeah. that uh, it's really helpful to see these things. And I've seen a lot recently that talk about centering your own personal healing in the work of activism. Mm. And I was thinking about that with regard to this whole individual individualism thing, you know, that like, I, I, I'm thinking that I need to, and I want to encourage people I love to also do this, to do some work of healing ourselves from this idea of being on that rat wheel and, and of being, and of, 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 of con- contemplating our self-worth as being attached to our productivity. Well, I mean, and, this is exactly the journey that I personally have been on over this last year. Like I've, I've talked about it yeah. at some length previously on this podcast, the idea that I've had in my mind of trying to uncouple my work from money right. as much as possible right. and make it be just about something totally different, you know, where like there's all those things wrong with that, right? Like, yeah. and, like the, a, a talented artist with no money should still be able to work with somebody mm-hmm. like me who can make their work sound Amazing. Right. You know what I mean? Like that shouldn't only be accessible to people with resources or finances. Yeah, I completely am with you. And yeah, I know you get it. I know you get it. And also you and I are in a unique position to be able to sort of like really explore what this looks like in a practical way in our lives. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like like I, I acknowledge the fact that like for most people, it, you still got to go, you know, do the job at the at the the more traditional job mm-hmm. and 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 coupling your your work to, with money mm-hmm. you know um and in order to pay the bills like yes. it, like it, that that is the system we live in yeah. However, and people, we, we have bills too just to be clear oh yeah, like we're not trust fund kids no, no, no. we've just figured out a way to pay our bills doing art but we understand that like that's abnormal and and that and that the system is not really friendly to that kind of lifestyle no the system <laughs> right. has thwarted us a whole lot like that's a whole other 
side part of this discussion, you know? Like, there have been situations where, just like the way the system is set up, has a hole directly at the center of it that's the size and the shape of a married pair of working artists. Right. Getting a mortgage for this house was nearly impossible for us. Right. We were financially in a great position to be able to do it. We had gotten our, we had saved up some savings. We had, you know, re we had reliable income that we could prove. But, like, the system is just not set up. Like, literally the way it's set up, it's not set up for two self-employed people in the arts. Like, right. it's just... Fundamentally not. Well, it's and really like, weird. you know, for other in other kinds of situations, you know, people's health care is often tied to their job. And yes. so like you can't just, you know, you can't just reinvent how you do your work. You can't your life take a and risk. Yeah, because of so many reasons. But that doesn't mean that this work of healing ourselves and and sort of reimagining how we see ourselves as part of our own lives, <laughs> you know, like that that can still happen. Like I think that yes that that work can still have, and, and that that work is meaningful, and that that work actually might serve to build the kind of collective power that might might eventually make our system more friendly to <laughs> to uh, to being community-minded and not so yeah. individualistic, right? Yeah. Like we can build systems that actually foster this kind of health that so you know I, I i was you know the the work of 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 being in community is one of the things i think that that is a healing aspect like a, to heal myself from like the sickness of individualism you know being part of an intentional community is one way to heal from that you yep. know centering um a, the experience of a group of people and being you know intentionally aware of of other people's needs and other people's experiences you know is if you want to join an intentional community just go to <laughs> misfitstars.com slash join this is literally the thing we're making yeah um you know it just and then so I'm, I'm really interested in exploring ways in which to to really do the work to to get out of that mindset i it is it is it's hard because it is you know, Ibram Kendi talks about how racism, you know, is 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 like we're being rained on all the time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's it's a similar thing. Like this this the way that we think about ourselves in this individualistic kind of way, which you know, just makes us less happy, more apt to um, to other others, <laughs> to be in competition with other people. Yeah. You know, and and to and and, and also I think contributes to the breakdown of, of society, <laughs> you know, it's not good for us and we need healing from it. And I, and I'm really interested in, in seeking out ways, uh, to heal from that. And yeah. I, I think that the answer, I think the answer starts with community. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, we're working against powerful forces. I was just, uh, I was thinking about how like, like our country's motto, the motto of the United States of America uh -huh. used to be e pluribus unum. From many, one. Yeah. Which is the idea of collectivism, really, right? Yeah. I mean, they thought of, I think they were thinking more of like the states uniting into a country. Yeah. You know what I mean? But if you broaden that idea out, it's like you are minimizing the role of individuals and you're thinking right. about the thing that you all make together, right? Mm -hmm. E pluribus unum. They replaced that, Congress did, in uh, 1956 oh, with wow. In God We Trust, <laughs> which is completely opposite point of view because yeah. a relationship with God is necessarily individual, mm. right? Well, I mean, that's a whole other discussion probably. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> but no, it's it's ceding power to, it's ceding power to, from, it's, it's taking, 
where the e pluribus, e pluribus unum, is that how you say it? Yeah. Uh, is power centered in a, in a collective, yep. right? But the, the in God we trust is removing power from the collective and, and, and directing it to a, a hierarchical sort of entity. Sure. Right. Um, which is an interesting thought. <sighs> yeah. yeah. And, 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 ultimately, and so that's what we're up against people. I mean, it's like this, it, it's not easy this kind of fight, you know, mm-hmm. um, to reframe this kind of stuff. Um, but it can be done. Yeah. Well, and I think that, I think that, you know, it, our healing is an, is not to, not to be not, not in a bad way. An individual I was just work, having this thought, but healing it's is an inside, job. an inside job. And and that is something that we each get to choose to, to be part of. Um, but I, but I do think that there's something to this idea of when we work to heal ourselves, when we do the work to heal ourselves, mm-hmm. that we do serve the greater good um, as well. And um, and especially as we are healing ourselves, if we're healing ourselves from in this individualistic thinking, it requires us to move beyond ourselves and to to care in more intentional ways for others um, and to build you know, our, our, our meaning, to, to center our meaning on our connections with others instead of what am I contributing? What am I making? What am I... What do I get? What do I... Yeah, you know? It's an interesting thought. So that's where I'm at. And I don't know that I really have like a bow to tie on, t- on top of that. It's just uh, something that, that's really like deeply in my heart this week and I'm, and I'm working through it. So... It is deeply ironic that to cure ourselves, to get ourselves out of this huge individuality sized hole that we are all in mm-hmm, together mm-hmm. ironically that the work we have to do is of an individual nature well yeah we've got to choose it each yeah. of us yeah interesting well thanks for listening yeah people I hope that made some sort of sense my brain is sort of a tangled mess I when when I'm <sighs> when these ideas pop up for me these things that I'm chewing on like I literally spend you know my moments right before going to sleep and just after waking up in the morning deep in thought about them and like none of it really makes sense and when I try to put it in words sometimes it doesn't exactly no, I think, come out coherently <laughs> but I'm in the middle of it I'm I in think, it <laughs> I think you did good okay um, people I want you to know also another amazing wonderful very endearing feature of Shannon's uh ritual podcast consumption. This is something she does every year. She feeds her brain with ideas before she goes off and gestates her next body of work. Yeah. And so here's how this looks for me as the partner of that person. <laughs> Shannon's outside. She's pressure washing. She has her earbuds in and she listens to, you know, three, four hours of podcasts. And then she comes back inside and she tells me for about three hours. No, I don't. About the... Four hours of podcast. That's an exaggeration. She just listened to. <laughs> that is that is such an exaggeration. It's wonderful because like I'll be lying. In, oh, I'll be lying in bed, you know, trying to wind down, and like I'll see like we'll both have our phones up. Maybe we're just looking at our phones, and I'll see Shannon's phone go down, and then I'll see her head sort of. I can see her wheels turning. Then she'll turn to me. <laughs> and she'll start talking to me about individuality and democracy. <laughs> yeah, for a short period of time. And this is not really all that different from when I notice that you're looking at your computer and I see on it that there's some like musical gear thing that you've been reading about. And I don't understand a darn thing about it, but you turn to me and you're like, 
So check this out. <laughs> and then I listen to you say things that sound to me like more for short for warm for marsh for for far for far for far for EQ and for short compression or for 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 And then I'm like, yeah. Cool. <laughs> so, Although you're selling yourself short. You know a whole lot about all engineering. All I want to say is that there's another side to that story. Aww, yeah, that it happens true. to me too. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the stuff I'm passionate about. Yeah. And you're passionate about EQ and compression. Very. Very. I mean, they're how you shape tone and, and <laughs> dynamics in music, respectively. Duh. What's not to love? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, so uh, what do you think, people? Did we solve it? No. Did we figure it out? We're still in the middle of it, but that's okay. Yeah. Thanks for listening. We really appreciate you spending some time with us today. Very much. And, you know, people, seriously, this is a drum I'll bang a little bit through the holidays. I don't know if it's going to freaking help, but, like, don't go see people. <laughs> I, think you've, I think you've covered that. Yeah, but, like, <laughs> seriously, people, I need you, like, I need to enlist you to, like, try to tell people you know about this. Like, and if you sense people in your family, in your, li- in your life in general, considering bad decisions, I know it can feel uncomfortable to confront somebody, to try to call them in, even in a kind way. It can really feel uncomfortable to do that. Mm-hmm. If we don't do that work together as a society, we're going to be in such a horrible, painful place come February because we're all going to have a lot of dead people in our lives. Yeah. People who we love, who we had planned on spending maybe a lot more years with will be dead because of the bad decisions we make over this next month. Mm -hmm. So really, people, like if you see someone thinking about making a bad decision, please intervene and please let them know how important it is to you as their their friend, as their, their, you know, loved one, whatever it is, that they really take on board seriously what we have to say about this because there's no central messaging. And if we don't take care of this individually, it's not going to happen. We do all need to step up. Yeah. yeah, and also I think part of the messaging, because I, I know a lot of folks will pu- push back and be like, oh, well, the death rate has, you know, gone down since the beginning of all this because they've figured out new treatments and blah, 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 blah. And there's, there's still a horrible death rate, like, to be clear. Yes. Like, we've had the, the most number of deaths, like we're setting records yeah. every day yes. lately. Um, but it's not just the fallout from the, the virus. No. It's not just deaths no. by a long shot. Oh, God, no. Folks who have had the virus and have recovered and who are not part of those death statistics are still dealing with massive problems in their lives. There's there's this push to actually uh, potentially name a new syndrome, which is like post-COVID syndrome, because there are so many long-term lasting effects that a lot of folks are, are manifesting. And a lot of them are mental or psychological. Cognitive uh, yeah. Dis- dysfunction. Yeah. Um, like perhaps lifelong. Mm-hmm. We don't know. The thing is, we just don't know. They're thinking there might be somewhere between a third and a half of everyone who gets COVID might have lifelong repercussions. Yeah. Holy shit. That's, that's so, yeah, this is not something to be, this is not something to not take seriously. No. And, and, and also, like, if we overwhelm our ICU capacity, like, if you get in a car accident, in a place that has no ICU beds, right? Well, you're in a really tough spot. Yeah. You might just like be bleeding out and need surgery, but like if there's not an ICU bed to put you in, right? That's a problem for somebody. Yeah, yeah. And that somebody could be you. Time to step back up, guys yeah. and gals and everybody else. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Let's let's sum it up there. All right, thank people. you for listening. Yeah, uh, <laughs> take care of yourselves, you guys. Yeah. 
Um, we will be back again next week, I'm sure, with more stuff. We didn't do any listener questions this week because we had too much other stuff to hash out. But yeah. we've got listener questions in the bank. We're still looking for more. If you are a Misfit star and you want to ask us anything, yeah. it can be a small, fun thing or a, a, a big, deep thing. Remember last week's episode when Shannon and I regaled you with stories of previous jobs we've had? That came from a listener question. That's right. So if you want to know something about our life our lives, our individual lives, our life together, whatever. Ask us. Ask it. Message us uh, either in the Misfit Stars Facebook group or you can email it to us. Either way it works. Uh, but we'll, we're still taking your listener questions if you're part of the Misfit Stars group. Yes, we are. And uh, please support us at misfitstars.com slash join. We would be grateful for it. We, we could would. use it. Thank you. We would. All right, y'all. Take care of yourselves. We'll see you next week. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.